Hello everyone, you are listening to the very first Grounded Apologetics for Teens Digging Deeper podcast. In these podcasts, I'm going to go a little bit deeper into some concepts that I might have touched on before in some of my shorter videos, and this will give me an opportunity to uh, further explain things that I didn't get to mention or to answer questions and things like that. If you're unfamiliar with my channel, I make these short videos, less than five minutes long, uh, just touching on some concepts, some apologetics concepts uh, that are applicable to our world today, and they're aimed towards teenagers, they're aimed towards young people, and those just kind of give a very brief, in a nutshell, explanation of things that you need to know and things that you need to know how to answer uh, in our world and in our society as a Christian, you know, dealing with the culture and the things that the culture is going to throw at us. So in these uh, podcasts, I'm going to go a little bit deeper because sometimes when I write my uh, short videos, I have so much content that I want to include, but I can't include it because I don't have enough time to explain it, or it's just too much information to throw into a short video. So that's what I'm going to do in these podcasts. I'm going to just go a little bit deeper. Um, <laughs> and just uh, in full disclosure, I am very, very bad at improvising. When I make my short videos, I write out a script and I memorize it word for word. And that is what I say. And uh, that's a lot easier for me to do. Right now, I'm just kind of making it up as I go. I have my general notes right here. And I'm just kind of, you know, improvising. And that's very difficult for me. <laughs> it's very new. So what I'm trying to do now, very hard. So bear with me. There's going to be a lot of dead space in this one. I'm going to try to cut as much as it out as I can. But <laughs> And another struggle I have is I'm not sure whether or not to make eye contact with the camera. <laughs> In my uh, in my short videos, I always do just because it's supposed to be like like a like a presentation. I don't know, but this one I'm kind of like I I want to like look everywhere, but I don't know if that's gonna be weird. So let me know in the comments. Let me know if I should just stare directly at the camera or if I should just you know not even worry about it. <laughs> anyway, what I want to talk about today is going a little further into like the first three videos that I made, just kind of a brief introduction to apologetics and how to approach that uh, from a biblical perspective. For me, one of my biggest challenges, uh, both with talking to people about my faith, talking to other believers about uh, theological issues, and really just conversation in general, I am very, very uh, task-oriented person, and I'm not a people-oriented person. I don't tend to think about the person that I'm talking to as much as, you know, the issue that I'm dealing with. Very, very task-oriented. So in a conversation with someone like uh, about theology or apologetics or any of that sort of thing, I tend to um, just focus on what I'm talking about and I get in like a debating mindset. Like I just really, really want to get a point across and I don't necessarily think about the feelings of the person that I'm talking to. So that's like a growth area for me in apologetics. And I share that to kind of lead into um, what I'm talking about, which is maintaining uh, that person-oriented mindset. Okay, so so Jesus, <clears throat> when he came to the earth, and I, I had this uh, verse written down here, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Okay, so our job in apologetics is to balance grace and truth. So on the on the truth side, right, we have, you know, the truth of what we're speaking, we have the issue that we're talking about, 
and that's our truth and we can't back down on that, okay? So we can't be gracious enough to someone that we are compromising our own beliefs and backing down on the truth. We don't want to do that. But at the same time, we still need to maintain that grace. We don't want to be so truth-oriented that we're forgetting about the person that we're speaking to and showing grace to them, showing the love of Jesus to them because that is our goal as a Christian sharing the gospel and making a case for our faith to them. So we have to find a balance of these two things, grace and truth. And that is what uh, the Bible says that Jesus brought to us. The law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And that is our responsibility as Christians is to balance grace and truth. And I think I shared a quote. I don't remember which one it was, but one of the videos I shared a quote from Pastor Chris Hodges um, that says, Truth without grace is mean, and grace without truth is meaningless. And I just love that quote so much. Truth without grace is mean, because if you're just kind of hitting someone with the Bible, you know, like this is what it says, and this is what's true, and this is why you're a sinner and you're wrong, and you know, that's that's too much truth. But then grace without truth is meaningless, because, you know, you're not you're not presenting the gospel in a way that's even necessary to them if you're not even calling them out on their sin. If you don't help someone see that they're a sinner first, then there's no reason to even have Jesus. It's completely meaningless. And the gospel is void of meaning if there's no if there's no truth involved, if there's no conviction behind it. You know, so that's where we have to be very 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 careful as believers to balance grace and truth. And that's why I wanted to bring that up <clears throat> because my struggle is too much truth and not enough grace. And maybe it's the opposite for some people. Maybe some people struggle with uh, watering down the gospel when they talk because they're scared to to give people truth and to be convicting. And that's okay. Like, wherever you are, um, I know my, my area of struggle is, <laughs> is too much truth and not enough grace. And I'm very uh, direct and blunt sometimes. <laughs> Anyone who knows me well will know that. I'm very, very direct. And I just like to get right to the truth and not think about the person that I'm talking to. Um, and I heard someone say one time that, uh, what did I say? I'm going to have to cut out this dead space because I'm trying to figure out what. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bible says know how to answer everyone. It does not say know how to answer every argument. So in our conversation with a person, we're trying to figure out um, the person and their personality and their background and everything that they've gone through. And that will help us better reach them, right? So we're trying to answer the person and not just deal with the issue. And that ties into grace and truth because we want to be able to show them grace wherever they are. And we have to understand them to get at that. And that is why I love the Colombo question so much. And I think that's just such an effective tactic for... Um, for handling apologetics type conversations and for for sharing the gospel because that's where we should be starting from is trying to get to know that person, trying to get to know what they're what they've gone through, what their background is, what their faith is like, where they are in their spiritual journey and their relationship with God, and that is why uh, that's where the Colombo tactic comes into place. And a little background on the Colombo tactic. <clears throat> um, the reason it is named that is because there's this TV show from back in the 70s, and I didn't know this until recently, actually, I just, I just uh, looked this up, uh, and there was a detective named Columbo in this TV show that asked questions like, what do you mean by that? And so this uh, apologetics organization that I follow, it's called Stand to Reason, and the, the uh, president of Stand to Reason is Greg Kokel, 
and Greg Kokel named this tactic after the Columbo uh, detective from this TV show because, you know, Greg Kokel's a little bit older. <laughs> I've never seen his TV show. I don't know anything about it, but that's where the, the name comes from. The Columbo question is, what do you mean by that? You know, getting to know someone and, and trying to figure out where they're coming from and why they believe what they believe and all that sort of thing. For lack of a better name, I just call it the Columbo question too because... You know, that's easiest. So I wanted to give the background because it makes a little more sense knowing that Columbo is a kind of a strange name unless you know the background. But anyway, um, I love the Columbo question so much because it helps, you know, maintain that balance of grace and truth, right? So if you're in a conversation with someone and especially if you're dealing with a really uh, sensitive issue, you want to know like where they are on the issue and why they are where they are on the issue because that is so, so important. Like if I were in a conversation with um, a post-abortive woman about abortion, you wouldn't want to come off really strong and say, oh, well, this is murder and I can't believe that women would kill their own babies. And you don't want to come off like that. Like even though I believe that and I know that's true and I'm very, very passionate about the issue. So that's kind of how I would be, that's how I would want to respond. But I can't because if she is experiencing pain from that and that's really sensitive for her, that I want to come across with much more grace, you know, and you know, you never know those things until you ask those kind of questions, until you kind of figure out um, why they believe what they believe and where they are in those things and how those things are personal to them in their own life. And you don't just ask directly. Like if I were in a conversation with a woman about that, I wouldn't just say directly, like, did you, ha did you have an abortion? Like I wouldn't do that, but you know, you would ask questions that kind of get closer and closer to that and just kind of beat around the bush a little and try to figure out like why they believe what they believe. And that will help you to set up your argument to come across graciously and lovingly and not just come across as, as you know, hitting them across the head with the Bible. This is why, this is why you're wrong. And this is why, you know, all that. And if someone had a like a church hurt experience, for example, then you wouldn't want to say, well, you need to be in church and well, you need to, you need a fellowship and because that's going to come across as, as horrible to them and it's going to be painful for them because they've experienced that church hurt. So you want to kind of know where the person is that you're talking to. And that is why Columbo question is so important. <laughs> I feel like I keep saying the same thing over and over again and that's not good. The point of all of this, the point of all of these things, these tactics per se, uh, which I like to call them because I'm a debating mindset, you know, that's, that's the kind of person that I am. But the point of, of these approaches to apologetics is solely to come across like Jesus in a conversation. We want to emulate him. We want to represent him because that's our responsibility as believers. And so our job is to balance grace and truth, right? So we're trying to um, give ourselves ways to do that more effectively and to do that more easily, even uh, in conversation, which it's not easy. It's not easy at all. It's a very, very hard thing to do to balance grace and truth, especially when you're dealing with different people with all sorts of different backgrounds and they're going to come across in different ways to you. Like I could be talking to someone who's really, really debating mindset like I am, and that's going to make it more tempting for me to act the same way towards them. Or I could come across someone who's very, very emotional and their mindset and they're all dependent on their personal experiences and their emotions and their feelings. And that kind of almost drives me to be more logic based too, because I'm, I'm, I reason based off of logic and not based off of emotion. <laughs> and cause that's just the kind of person that I am, but we have to, 
understand each person so that we can come across um, just like Jesus, so that we can reason effectively and be loving in every conversation that we have. And we have to balance grace and truth. Again, like I said that, I've already said that like six, seven times now. But I wanted to finish with this passage from John that talks about Jesus. Out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. John 1, 14 through 17. And I think that's just, I think it's such a good, um, what am I trying to say? I think the grace and truth is, is, I lost it. (laughs) It's just such a good representation of the balance that we have to find. Just like the very brief grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Like I couldn't, I couldn't have said it better than John said it in, in the gospel of John. It's just, it's articulated really well. Anyway. This concludes uh, the very first Digging Deeper podcast. Hopefully it wasn't horrible. Hopefully you understood what I was trying to say because I felt like I was very scattered. But um, yeah, that was the very first one. If you have any comments or questions, uh, you can comment in the in the YouTube comments below or you can email me at groundedaft at gmail.com. Just made the email address. I'm very happy about it. Groundedaft at gmail.com. Uh, in the next podcast, I'm going to be talking about the problem of evil, which is going to be really cool. And I'm going to go into a little more uh, detail into that and dive a little deeper, which I'm excited for. I hope to see you there. Thank you for watching, and I hope that you uh, got something out of it and weren't completely confused. <laughs>